Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Praise the Lord. Good morning, Mount Calvary Nation. This is the day the Lord has made. We will be glad and rejoice in it. Hallelujah. Our scripture for this morning will come from Psalms 100. And I'm reading from the NIV version. Shout for joy to the Lord. All the earth, worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. And we are his. We are his people the sheep of his pastor enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever his faithfulness continues through all generations can we bow our heads for prayer hallelujah we thank you father God God we thank you for your continued mercy your grace, Lord God. Father, we thank you for your love that you give us unconditionally, Lord. And oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your son you gave to us, Father God, as a sacrifice for our sins, Lord God. God, we come to you this morning, Lord, living in a land that is bothered with disease and pandemics, God, but we know that you are a healer of the land, God. And you are a healer of your people, God. So I stand here today humbled, Lord God, asking you, Father God, heal our land and our people. Now, as we go through this service today, God, bless the praise team that will be coming, Lord. Give them what you gave them this morning, Lord God, so they can come and bless your people today, Lord God. Bless our pastor, Lord God, this morning. You have given him a word. This morning, God, it acts that you open the ears of the hearers and open our hearts that we may retain what is spoken here today. God, I pray to you this morning, God, with a thankful heart, God, in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, whom laid down his life on the cross for us. But he got up on the third day with all power in his hands. His name is Jesus Christ, and I pray in his name this morning. Amen. The praise team will be coming. We thank you this morning, Mount Calvary. We thank you this morning, God, for all that you've done. Give your God what's due his name. Magnify Jesus today. Hallelujah. Magnify Jesus today. He's a wonderful God. 
He's an awesome God. He's a righteous King. Magnify your Lord. Magnify Jesus today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Acts 30. Acts 4, verse 30. I'm sorry. It says, Why you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. I'm going to sing it. I'm going to say it one more time. While you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. We believe in what your word says, oh God. We believe in that your son, Jesus' name, miracle signs and wonders will be performed there, Father. We thank you, Jesus, for what you've done and what you're going to do, Lord. Move in this place right now in the name of Jesus. Cover our minds. Cover our hearts. Let us be focused on you. God, you're the only person that needs our attention anyway. So, Lord, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you thanks. Why? Because you're the one and true living God. Through your name, miracle signs and wonders will be performed. We believe what your word says. We believe what your word says. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your word. Your word is a book of promises. Why? Because your promises are yes and amen. And we give you glory, honor, and praise right now in the name of Jesus. Right now in the name of Jesus, you get all of the attention. You get all of the shine. Shine. You get all of the shine. You get all of the glory, dearly Father. And we give you glory, honor, and praise. We give you glory, honor, and praise because you are deserving of it. You give us our best, so we're going to give you our best. You give us your best, so we're going to give you our best. Right now, in the name of Jesus, let someone be touched, healed, set free, and delivered in this place. Right now, at home, at work, in their cars, in their bedrooms. Right now, Lord, let them be touched, healed, saved, set free, and delivered. In your son Jesus' name, we pray. Your son Jesus' mighty name, your holy servant's name. We pray. Amen. He's a miracle worker, y'all. I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it time and time again. I've seen him do it time and time again. My grandfather is a miracle. God performed a miracle. The doctors was like, we don't know what happened. He waving his hand. He moving his legs. He, man, give God glory for the miracles that he's performed time and time again. You're a miracle. You, he woke you up this morning. That's a miracle. He started, he kept you in your right mind. That's a miracle right there. He's been an awesome and faithful God. Give your miracle working God what's do his name this morning. Hallelujah.
nation and friends we are so glad that we are worshiping that you have joined us for virtual worship today we're sorry that we can't be together in person but we are grateful for the technology and for the people behind it who make it possible for us to come together and worship the Lord in spirit and in truth virtually before we get into today's message let me just make a couple of uh, observations uh, Mount Calvary does celebrate with Miss Marley Heflin, who is an eighth grader at the DECA Middle School. Uh, her dad was peacock proud to send me her grades. Language arts, she has an A+, language arts 2, an A, math, an A+, science, a B, and social studies, an A. Congratulations, Miss Marley. Job well done. Job well done. And congratulations, Brother Sean and Miss Monica. Also, congratulations to Lily Compier. She is a new mom. Uh, the, if you see her on Facebook or the next time you see her, congratulate her. Uh, little Lorima, I hope I pronounced that right, Lorima Naomi is, uh, is here. And congratulations to Lily and your family. Let me thank you all for your birthday wishes, the cards, uh, all the balloons, the, uh, the best wishes, the people who drove through, the people who sent messages, uh, who mailed stuff. God bless you. Thank you for helping to make my 45th birthday extra special. I really do appreciate you, and I love being your pastor. Thank you. There are some families who are in need of our prayers. Would you pray for Deacon Illinois Simpson and his wife, uh, Miss Barbara? Uh, Deacon Simpson was in the hospital 
but uh, but he's home now, praise God. But would you keep them in your prayers that God would continue to touch and heal his body. Also, keep on praying for Miss Betty Joseph. She has been moved to Kindred Hospital. Uh, would you? She had surgery again this week. Would you please keep her and her family in your prayers? Our God is able. Also, please pray for Miss Gwen Klingscales and Brother Klingscales. Um, one of Mrs. Klingscales' nephews in Atlanta was funeralized yesterday and uh, and then she got word that another of her nephews here in Dayton uh, passed yesterday afternoon uh, so would you please keep her and her family in your prayers we serve a God who is more than able he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think NIV says or even imagine that's our God. That's our God. Let's get ready to go to the Word of God today. Acts chapter 13 is where we're going. And if y'all just keep F ready for me. Acts chapter 13. At verse 38, I'm reading from the New International Version of the Holy Scripture, and here's what it says. Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin, a justification you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses. Verses 38 and 39 of, ex, of, pardon me, of Acts chapter 13. Let me sing a little bit of this and we'll get on into our lesson. I'm free. Praise the Lord. I'm free. No longer bound. No more chains holding me. My soul is resting. It's just a blessing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm free. Come on, sing it with me. I'm free. Praise the Lord. I'm free. No longer bound. No more chains holding me. My soul is resting, it's just a blessing, praise the Lord, hallelujah, I'm free, sing it one more time, I'm free, praise the Lord, I'm free, no longer bound, no more chains holding. My soul is resting, it's just a blessing. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, I'm free. Oh, praise the Lord, hallelujah, I'm free. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, 
celebrate the Lord's Supper today let me teach from this subject forgiven and free forgiven and free we are still walking through the book of Acts I pray that you haven't left us yet that you haven't tuned us out as we study our way through the book of Acts of the Apostles uh, which some scholars would argue or suggest could legitimately be named the Acts of the Holy Spirit. As we see the power and the presence of the precious Holy Ghost, even from the beginning of the book when Jesus is promising, I'm going to send a comforter and you will receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses. And then over in Acts chapter 2, we see what many call the birth of the church as the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost falls on the day of Pentecost. And since then, we've seen the gospel, the good news of Jesus spread like wildfire across the land through his people. And when we were last together, we made it to chapter 13 where we studied the kind of church that the Holy Spirit speaks to, a church where there is unity, where there is diversity, where there is spirituality, and where there is humility. And as we continue in chapter 13, we see Saul, who is also called Paul and Barnabas, two men of God, called by the Holy Spirit, set apart by the church, prayed over, had, laid, had hands laid on them after fasting and praying, and sent out by the church and let me just point out that the church sending these two men out after praying and fasting in verse 3 is the same sending that is referred to as the Holy Spirit sending them out in verse 4 the same sending that is referred to as the church sent them in verse 3 is the same sending as the Holy Spirit sending them out in verse 4. Why you point that out, Pastor? I'm pointing that out because I know 
that we are in 2021 and there are many who teach and those who believe that we don't need the church. There are those usually grounded in some unsavory experience with the church, usually as a result of hurt in or from the church, those who believe that I got Jesus and I don't need nobody else. I don't need a church family. I don't need a pastor. It's just me and God. Those who would say, yes, I love God. I just can't stand the church. Well, let me tell you, there is something to be said about the gathering of called out believers. There is some power that is is in the church and yes the church has its flaws after all it's made up of human beings but God has vested some authority in his church he has entrusted some legitimate power in his church and there is something to be said about being connected about being set apart by about being prayed over by about being sent out by his church I want you to notice when the Lord was ready for Paul and Barnabas to go to work he spoke to the church he told the church I've called them I have worked for them but you set them apart he told the church, I've anointed them, but you lay your hands on them. And when the church sends them in verse 3, it is the Holy Spirit sending these guys out in verse 4. I know I'll probably get some hate emails about it, but I don't write this stuff. I just report it. Let's keep moving. They start their journey, their missionary journey in Seleucia and sail to the island of Cyprus. There they begin preaching in the city of Salamis, preaching in the Jewish synagogues with the help of John. From there they travel to Paphos, and when they're there, they encounter a magician, a false prophet called Bar-Jesus, who was with the proconsul, Sergius Paulus. He was basically just the governor and military leader of the province. And the Bible says he was an intelligent man and he wanted to know more about some of these things that he was hearing. And so he summoned Paul and Barnabas to himself so that he could hear the word that they were preaching. But the Bible says Bar-Jesus, also called Elymas the sorcerer, didn't like that. He didn't need these Christians coming in there with their Jesus messing up the good thing he had going with the proconsul. So he started bad-mouthing these guys, trying to turn the proconsul away from the teaching that he was hearing. But Paul, being the man of God that he is, Paul, full of the Holy Ghost, looks the sorcerer in his eyes and called him out and said, You are a child of the devil and an enemy of everything that's right. You're full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. When are you going to stop trying to pervert the right ways? Now the hand of the Lord is against you. You're going to be blind for a while, not even able to see the light of the sun. And that's exactly what happened. And when the proconsul saw the, uh, the power that Paul was walking in, the Bible says he believed. Isn't that something? I want you to notice that Paul does not try to make friends with the false prophet. He is not trying to be politically correct. 
He is not trying to be culturally relevant and inclusive and ecumenical and accepting of this man's foolishness. No, he calls the man out because this man is trying to stand in the way of the gospel. Paul stops him in his tracks. And I know, I know that the times in which we live uh, demand that we be sensitive and that we be open and non-threatening and inclusive and politically and socially correct but there are some things that our Bible that our convictions that our faith even that our Christ just doesn't not mix with and we can't rewrite the Bible to make it say what it doesn't the Bible reports that Jesus said I am the way I am the truth I am the life nobody comes to the father but by me the bible says that jesus said i am the gate if anyone enters through me he'll be saved the bible says neither is there salvation found in any other for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved and either the bible is the whole truth or it's a whole lie but you can't take part of it Either the Bible says it or it doesn't. It's Jesus plus nothing. I don't mean to get in trouble today, but you can keep your astrology and your horoscopes. Give me Jesus. Go on somewhere with your many roads to the same God. Give me Jesus. I'm sorry. I appreciate our ancestors, but our ancestors are not little gods. Give me Jesus. Jesus, that's all nothing else not sorcery not witchcraft not tree worship not buddha not muhammad not krishna not mysticism not humanism not new age just jesus because in jesus we have something that you can't get in any of this other stuff let's continue so i can show you what the bible says that we have in jesus after paul and his associates leave pathos they head to Perga in Pamphylia. Jesus leaves them and head, uh, pardon me, John leaves them though and he heads back to Jerusalem. But the others continue to Pisidian Antioch where on the Sabbath day they go into the synagogue and take a seat. And after the reading of the law and the prophets, the synagogue officials look at these men of God and say, if you have a word of encouragement, for the people of God, say on. If you've got something good to say, gentlemen, say it. And with that, Paul motions with his hand, y'all come here and listen to this. And he begins to preach. And I'm sorry to bother us, but may I tell you, the focus of Paul's message is not himself. The focus of Paul's message is not on blessings, it's not on a new house, it's not on a new car. Paul is not preaching psychobabble that we're all okay. The focus of the message that Paul preaches is God and God alone. He talks about the God of history 
who chose the people of Israel as his own, the God who wrote and orchestrated their history so that even when they found themselves in the bondage of Egyptian slavery, he still caused them to prosper. Slavery didn't kill them. God used it to prosper them. What started out as just Joseph and his father and brothers ended up as an entire nation of people. And I know that there are more than just African Americans worshiping with us virtually, but it is black history, so just, just allow me just a minute to remind my African American brothers and sisters that not only is he the God of Israel's history, but he is the God of our weary years. He is the God of our silent tears. He is the one who kept us thus far on the way. Slavery couldn't wipe us out. As Maya Angelou put it, still we rise. Jim Crow couldn't stop us. Segregation couldn't do it. Even the very systems that were created to keep us at the bottom can't stop a people that God has blessed. That's why we sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. That's why we sing because even the slave masters misusing our God to try to keep us servile and submissive, God is still the God of our history. Paul continues his testimony about God, not only the God of history, but he talks about the God of grace. Paul says, after God got them out of Egypt, he put up with their shenanigans. He, NIV says he endured their conduct in the wilderness. But not only that, at the right time, he overthrew seven nations in Canaan and gave Israel the land as an inheritance. Even though Israel didn't always do what was right, even though they murmured and complained, even though they sinned against God, God in his grace still overthrew seven nations and gave Israel the land. I do wish that you were in the sanctuary right now so I could see your response when I asked this question. Is there anybody under the sound of my voice who knows there were times when you just didn't do right who who knows that 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 when he said one thing you did something else anybody who was murmuring and complaining when you should have been praising God with those same lips anybody who rebelled against God and he still brought you out and he still blessed you anybody who knows you don't deserve his goodness but God in his grace and mercy still saw fit to bless you yes he preaches a God who controls history but he also preaches a God who lavishes grace but Paul goes on to talk about King Saul and then King David and how the Lord brought Jesus from David's descendants and how Jesus was condemned even though they found no fault in him they put him to death on the cross of Calvary I don't listen say what you want to I know Paul had to be a Baptist preacher because no matter what else he said, he always finds his way to the cross. And after that, 
uh, after they had done everything that was prophesied that should be done to Jesus on the cross after they after they uh, after they nailed him to the cross after he died they took him down they put him in the grave but verse 30 says God raised him from the dead and that brings us really down to our scripture for today at verse 38 and I'll be done with my introduction I promise my sermon will not be as long as my introduction Paul says therefore friends therefore since God sent Jesus therefore since they hung him on the old rugged cross therefore since they placed him in the tomb therefore since God got him up from the grave he says therefore my friends I want you to know that through Jesus did you catch that through Jesus because whatever else you're serving is dead Buddha may have been good but if you check Buddha's grave he's still in it Muhammad may have been good but if you check his grave he's still in it Confucius may have been good Krishna may have been good but if you check their grave they're still there David Koresh may have done some good things but if you check his grave I guarantee he's still in it but if you check Jesus grave the songwriter said it like this an empty grave is there to prove my savior lived through Jesus did you catch that through Jesus Christ alone through Jesus the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you through him everyone who believes is set free from every sin wow through Jesus you have something that nobody else could give through Jesus we have forgiveness of sin I'm done that word that's used there in the original text for forgiveness carries with it the concept of release by remission in other words release by payment it's I know it has never happened to you but I have had them to come and get my automobile and I had to pretend like I didn't know where it was but had to go down to the impound lot and pay some money to get my car released I know that's just me you ain't never had to do that that I I get it I understand but the Bible says that's what happened with you Satan had taken you captive because of sin but Jesus went and paid the cost and now you are forgiven because the penalty has been paid that is the payment of the penalty in other words our sin debt has been paid in full we don't owe anything else for the sins we've committed we are forgiven God is not holding anything against me here's what the hymnologist said Jesus paid it all all to him I owe because sin had left a crimson stain but he washed it white as snow would you say it with me please out loud out of your own mouth say it I am forgiven I am forgiven yes 
I've messed up, but I'm forgiven. Yes, I've missed the mark. I'm trying my best to keep it together, but I am forgiven. Sometimes I blow it, but I am forgiven. Sometimes I wander from the path of righteousness and honor, but thank God I'm forgiven. Is there anybody who's just glad to be forgiven? Is there anybody who's grateful that you couldn't be too messed up? You couldn't be too dirty. You couldn't be too out there, too nasty, too bad to get God's forgiveness. I love what John wrote in 1 John chapter 2. My little children, I write these things to you so that you don't sin. But if you do, you have an advocate. You have a good lawyer who happens to be the judge's son. Jesus Christ. You ought to stop right there and give God some kind of, if you got hands, clap them or wave them or say hallelujah or something. If you do sin, you've got a lawyer who's the judge's son and he is the atoning sacrifice for our sin. He is the full payment for our sins. He is the way our sins are forgiven and not just for ours, not just for mine, not just for yours but for everybody in the whole world that's in that's the inclusion right there that's the inclusiveness right there because he didn't stop forgiving when he forgave me here's what the bible says for god so love the world that's everybody without exception can i get in some trouble that's the black person that's the white person. That's the rich person. That's the poor person. That's the straight person. That's the gay person. That's the wise person. That's the fool. That's the cheater. That's the liar. That's the hustler. That's the prostitute. That's the adulterer. For God so loved everybody that he gave his only begotten son that's Jesus Christ that whosoever believes in him that's anybody the black person, the white person the rich person, the poor person the gay person, the straight person the wise person the foolish person, the cheater the liar, the hustler the prostitute, the adulterer anybody who believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life and I don't know about you but I'm glad I'm forgiven thank you for forgiveness but then finally he says through him everyone who believes is not only forgiven is not only forgiven but is set free from every sin Sin no longer reigns over us. We're free. Sin is not our master. We're free. Why should I be bound? We're free. Why? Do this. Get your phone right now. Your computer, whatever you own. Text somebody. Email somebody. DM somebody. Call somebody. Whatever. And testify. I'm forgiven and I'm free. I'm forgiven. And I'm free. My past doesn't hold me. My bad decisions don't hold me and I've got some. My history cannot taunt me. My sin cannot shackle me. I'm free. Praise the Lord, I'm free. No longer bound. No more chains holding me. Thank you. 
My soul is resting. It's just a blessing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I am forgiven. And I am free. Say it with me one more time. And Brother Percy is going to come and offer Christ to you. Say it with me. I'm forgiven. And I am free. God bless you. Oh, bless the Lord. Come on and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank God today for the word he's given our pastor Winston. And we thank pastor for being obedient to that word. Hallelujah. And I've got some good news for you. If you're here today and you have not yet accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you get the opportunity to do so now. See, it doesn't matter to Jesus what you've been through. It doesn't matter to Jesus what you've done. He opens his arms to you and says, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. So if the Spirit is tugging on your heart this morning, go ahead and post it. Because this will be your new day. <laughs> this will be your new birthday. Hallelujah. So you can call the church, let us know. And we'll be here. We'll be glad to grab you by the hand, hug you by the neck, and lead you so you can become closer to God. Because we are here at Mount Calvary. We're about transforming lives. Amen? So if you haven't made that choice yet, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And you will be saved. Hallelujah. Jesus
Catch your elements. Let's celebrate what Jesus did. We glory in the cross, in the cross, the cross of Christ. As long as we have breath, may we find our glory. May we find our shine in the cross of Calvary. You ready? Let's let's commune together. On the night that Jesus was betrayed took bread, he gave thanks, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, this bread is my body given for you. Now take and eat all of it. And likewise, after supper, he took the cup gave thanks and gave it to his disciples and said this cup is the new testament in my blood shed for the remission for the payment of sins now take and drink all of it and thank God for Jesus thank God for Jesus until my Church soul shall find, oh yes, rest beyond the river. Stay tuned, the announcer is going to come with some instructions. But until we're together again, now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for your continued generosity. Your financial contributions help to transform lives, to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app, or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.